Welcome to Mamosas. Hope you have your drinks and your friends nearby. You're here with Talia and Kristen. And we're here to talk about all things mom. Today we have a really fun episode. We have our guest Susie Slane. She's the first of our mom interviews that we had lined up. And first 10 minutes of the episode didn't record correctly. Womp womp. However, the episode is awesome. Susie was so fun to talk to. Um, so we hope that you'll still listen and we encourage you to enjoy it and have a blast and try not to cry too much that you'll miss those first 10 minutes. That is correct. And we want to also remind you that this episode is sponsored by 42 Fitness. F-O-R-T-W-O Fitness. It's maternity fitness wear. I have a bunch of their clothes. I love it. It's super comfortable. I wear it from as early as about 12 weeks when I'm just no longer fitting into regular clothes. And I've been able to wear it all the way until I've given birth. And and they're so cute. They're really cute. They have little sayings. Running for two. Training for two. I think they have lifting for two. And they also have them for people who are pregnant with twins. And they have um, active wear pants. All that fun stuff. Go to their website and check them out. And great news for our listeners. If you use our code MAMOSAS, M-O-M-O-S-A-S, you get 30% off their entire site plus free shipping over $75. Exactly. So go to 42Fitness, F-O-R-T-W-O fitness.com and use the code MAMOSAS to get your discount today. Enjoy the Susie Slane interview. And thank you guys for supporting us. By using this discount code, you directly support the podcast. You said once your water broke with Jesse, he came real quick, like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that as... because What's the spacing of your kids? How, how many years apart are they all? Okay, so Jake, I had him... Um, when I went into labor with him, it was probably around 11 p.m., and then I had him at 7 a.m., so that's like eight hours. Then Freddie was born 21 months later, so 21 months apart. Yeah, okay. I went into labor with Freddie around 11 p.m. and had him at 3 a.m., so that's a bit shorter. Right. And he was a lot bigger. He was like a pound and a half bigger than Jake, so it was a little bit more... Stressful. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then I had a miscarriage uh, after Freddie, a, like a blighted ovum. I had to have a DNC and everything because my body was just thinking I'm pregnant. Okay. Um, that sucked, yeah. And then, so Katie was born uh, about three and a bit years after Freddie. So between okay. my first two was 20 month, 21 months. Um, between my the second and third, it was about three and a bit years. And Katie was just around six pounds, and so really tiny and early, too, like 37 weeks. And I did not even, the doctor didn't make it there or anything. Didn't, it was really fast. Okay. Yeah. And then with. She was, I was walking around four centimeters dilated with her for like a few weeks, and then my obstetrician just said, you know what, let's control this so that you don't end up having your water break in the middle of the grocery store and then have an emergency problem. Right. Because your head was up really high and you don't want, like, a prolapsed, you know, yeah. cord or anything. So um, he just sent me over to the hospital across the street. 
broke my water, and then they, like, she was literally born, like, 30 minutes later, but the doctor didn't think it was going to be that fast, Yeah, <laughs> never made it there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, and yeah. then with Callum and Jesse, they, I mean, I guess it was different, because they were more Callum space. Callum was bleeding, and they induced me, because I was bleeding, yeah. And then, yeah, so Callum was how many years after Katie? I think Katie was about nine. She was nine. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so nine years. Yeah. And then so it's been, I feel like that's like, like three years. Yeah. Starting from scratch, basically. It does. Yeah. yeah. It felt like it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a brand, like the first baby. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So you Strange. mentioned, and I know you're pretty open about this, about that, like yeah. you struggle with anxiety. So did you yes. notice with any of the kids, did you struggle specifically with like postpartum depression anxiety ocd kind of like any of that stuff or was it a continuum of what you like almost is like what your baseline anxiety already is yeah so after i had jake i had um like he was about three weeks old and i just like i kind of just internally combusted so i i didn't sleep for like a full weekend like two nights in a row i didn't sleep at all yeah but not just that it it's like um I was, it felt like I was, like, in the inside, like, my physiological system, my heart was racing. I felt like I was, like, running a three-day marathon. It was awful. So I went to my doctor, and he sent me to Women's um, Hospital in Vancouver, and it's, like, a reproductive psychiatry place, Um, just kind of an emergency, because he realized that I was not doing well. So they put me on an SSRI, Mm -hmm. just an antidepressant, and then some just, like, instant relief medication is like Ativan and help me just like if I've had any of those like panic kind of issues but we also she was a psychiatrist I talked to her a lot about my life and yeah. then kind of kick-started some counseling stuff and so mm. while I was taking um medication just to stabilize me like get me grounded I also kind of discovered that I had anxiety my whole life I just I thought it was like stomach issues or like milk intolerance like never really quite know what it is until, right like it's like hindsight is twenty twenty kind of thing so um once I was medicated I was really good it helped me a lot um and then I was on antidepressants for about seven years so I guess Katie was about two until I decided that I feel like I'm comfortable enough to start tapering off of it because I was seeing a counselor that was helping me um deal with like wh- like why I have anxiety and like, yeah. the root of it and trying to like kind of cognitive behavioral therapy where it's changing my the way that my thoughts go yeah just kind of changing the direction of them right Mm -hmm. um and questioning like are these thoughts helping me and why do I have these ones and what's the truth and what's anxiety trying to trick me with right yeah so um I was doing really well and then I had Callum and that was stressful but I think I think every mom has postpartum anxiety, and I actually think it's not a bad thing. I think that they're kind of wired for it because it's like an animalistic protective mode kind of thing. Like I think it's just the way that we are designed to to just be on high alert kind of to keep our babies alive and safe. Yeah. So, and I think that just came with maturity and experience, and so now I don't like – I don't fight it so much. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. when I have that postpartum anxiety, like, I don't know if you guys felt that, but just like that cold sweats kind of, am I going to be, is the baby breathing? And like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like not sleeping um, at night because yes. you're not yeah. is the sure the baby will survive. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's extreme and yes, it's disruptive and upsetting, but it's kind of like it keeps us on our toes and then it keeps us attentive to our babies. Well, that's why so, the mom will yeah. wake up at three in the morning when the baby like sneezes and you look over at your partner and they're just, you know, passed yeah. out and you're just like, yeah. didn't you hear that little tiny like whimper? How are you right. sleeping through that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree. So even though it, if it's a disorder, then I guess it disrupts your, your life to the point where you're not eating and sleeping and you can't care for your babies and that's why right. you need right. some sort of help. But I think um, postpartum anxiety is pretty normal and if we just kind of lean into it, you know, it's, I think it's not as bad as we might think it is. I yeah. It probably depends on the person yeah. and how it's manifesting. Totally. Yeah. yeah. When you were... Like, so you started going to therapy and then you're like, oh, I've actually had anxiety my whole life. Before that, were you like, this is just how people operate? Do you know what I mean? So for me, I started going to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just assumed everybody was like thinking Mm -hmm. the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, so for example, I, I, like I started going to therapy for postpartum anxiety and then she was like, oh, like. I actually think you're like, you kind of suffer from hypervigilance. And I was like, Oh, go on. And she was, yeah. you know, like some of the stuff that I was like, everyone is like that, like has to lock their doors and like, make sure they're locked even during the day. Like, you know, Talia will come and be like, why is your door unlocked? This is so unlike you. Like what's oh. happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I just assumed everyone operated that way. Well, that's like me who forgets to lock their door for like three days in a row. And I'm like, and I told Kristen and she goes, how did, how did you sleep at night? I said, Oh, we just forgot to lock it. Like, I don't think yeah. about stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas like Kristen would sleep with like a knife under her pillow to shiv yeah, somebody at any moment. Yeah. So was it like an yeah. aha moment for you? Like, oh, um, oh, not everyone thinks this way. No, to be honest, it wasn't. <laughs> I knew deep down that I was really anxious. Okay. Yeah. Like, like in high school, I would take. Um, I it was so because anxiety is so uncomfortable. Like, it's not something that you can get used to. Like depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just anxiety is like it feels acute, you know. And so I would take like gravel. I don't know if you guys have that in the States, but it's like a, the like Benadryl kind of like oh, okay. antihistamine. Yeah, it just kind of slows your motor. It just kind of makes you drug, like feel like light. Okay, okay. Sleepy. Yeah. yeah. So then um, I do that and then like alcohol and just like any kind of self-medicating. Thing ha- yeah, totally. So, or just, just distract myself with like, you know. Yeah, it, it was... Um, so I was kind of new, and then when the doctor diagnosed me with it, I was just relieved. It felt validating. Yeah. Like, oh, mm. This is like, it's out there. Like I'm not the only person in the whole world that feels it, because it feels like, anxiety will tell you, like, you are the only person in the whole world that feels like this. Like, yeah. you are not. Yeah. So um, it felt like, it felt good. It was like, ah, oh, okay, I have some help, you know? Yeah. So, and then you said yeah. that you started weaning off the medication when Katie was two. Yeah. Is that, did you start, like, is that when you started picking running up more? I mean, I know you've been running yeah, since before probably. Jake. Yeah. But yeah, it was when I was picking it up more. Yep. That's true. Yeah. And that helped. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think exercise is definitely a good outlet for moms. And you had talked about this on one of the other podcasts you were on, but I would love your view on 
Like you're very diligent about, so you have five kids that Uh run the gamut of ages and you still are like, if I have decided I'm going to work out, it's going to happen. And I just would love to hear more of your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I think I would love to say that it's because I am like some sort of righteous (laughs) 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 care about my health or like, I don't, I think it has a lot to do with, um, my entire life is so unpredictable and uncontrollable and chaotic. Well, just setting this up was hilarious. Yeah, I know. That's that's very simple. That um, running is the one thing that I can manipulate and control. And it's a reminder to me, a daily reminder, that I have control over my life and that the things that I choose... Like, I'm, like, I chose to have these kids, even though it's stressful and a lot of work. Like, I chose them. I chose the house that I live in. I chose the husband that I had. Like, I chose, like, all these things, and it just gives me a sense of autonomy, I guess. And so it, um, yeah, it definitely does. It has an OCD, like, flavor to it, for sure. Um, I try and shake that up a little bit just to make sure that I'm not that it's not um, too, like, doesn't click over to, like, a toxic side where it dictates my life. Like, right, it, right. You know? So I have to make sure that I don't always have to end my weekly mileage on a zero or I don't, like, yeah. have to take my... I don't actually wear my Garmin in my outside runs or anything. I never even owned a Garmin until I met Andrew and he bought me one for Christmas. Oh, that's because fun. I, What's a Garmin? Know, it is a... Yeah. <laughs> Garmin exactly how many miles that you've run thank you yeah um, so a lot of runners are they they do like garmin connect like they don't like you they didn't run unless they connected their garmin yeah to garmin connect or whatever it is i don't even know what it's called like i yeah I there's an it. app like on your computer yeah. um yeah because i have a garmin as well and i used to be pretty good about updating it and now i mean it's probably been like two years since i've updated mine yeah. But I like it. I mean, I do like having the numbers sometimes, but I, like my world isn't going to end if I don't no. have my watch. Well, it sounds so like I some people that, yeah. it doesn't count unless. And no, it really can like get disordered for some people. Yeah. So, so I don't. I and I'm a, the type of person like I'm so extreme that if I went that route, that I, it would be like a runaway train. So I don't wear my Garmin very much. So speaking of extreme, I mean, mm-hmm. Kristen has two kids, one on the way. <laughs> I have one yeah. kid. Can we talk about five kids and like how yeah. that transition from like one to two, but then like ultimately to five, like, or like how, what was the hardest? Which one was the hardest? Yeah, what was the hardest to? transition? Just tell us Can't all about it. Was the hardest. Oh, you're killing me! Yeah. <laughs> I thought one to two was awful, and I was like, it can't yeah. be worse. Okay, you're not man on man anymore. You yeah, know? you're like, outnumbered. You got to yeah. zones. Yeah. <laughs> I got this zone over here and you got that zone bath time and bedtime like, mm. I, I was going to say what was the yeah. hard, what's the hardest part about having that many I mean I guess your oldest at the point when you had your youngest they were like old enough and probably self sufficient enough to just say okay you need to go to bed and I mean it and yeah. we're done here yeah. while I take yeah. care of the little ones but like how how did you manage to balance all of that <laughs> 
question. I don't think that I'm even, it's still such a juggle every single day because, <laughs> like, okay, so we got, the youngest two looked after tonight, we went on date night, we get a date night, like, once every two weeks, if we're lucky. Yeah. Um, his parent, Andrew's parents take the youngest two for, like, a couple hours and then we go for dinner and just, like, have a conversation without having the little kids. The little kids are the ones that really dominate, obviously, Yeah. yeah. the conversation. But, um... But even so, like Andrew will say, I would be sitting there and I was getting a phone call from Katie, my 13-year-old, and Freddie just got his wisdom teeth out. He's texting me because he's wondering, like, I think day three and day four are the most um, painful days of getting your wisdom teeth out, and he's on day three. So he's kind of like, well, I wonder if I should take a T3 now, or I don't know if you guys have it on stage, but it's just Tylenol, codeine, and whatever. Oh, okay. Mm. So... You know, so he's asking me that stuff. So I'm like, still dealing with on mom duty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So like, even I mean, you almost you almost don't get to be off duty when you have the older kids because they now have the ability to reach you whenever. Like with at least with the younger kids, you're like, all right, have fun at grandma's. Like unless they're bleeding or on fire, uh, please don't call me. So you have no idea. (laughs) And then you get to come home to it. So what I did was I took a selfie of Andrew and I and sent it to Freddie and said, we're on a date night right now. So like he, Freddie has a dad and his dad can help him get medication and stuff. So yeah. then, um, and then Katie, I told her as well, no, we're having date night tonight. So I think one of them asked me to drive them to a movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's two hours. Yeah. Pass. Figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, the balance is something that I have to figure out every single day. Like it doesn't, there's not like one single you know set of rules i say you know what do you even think of this like this whole concept of like balanced like being balanced as a mom Mm. i mean listen i will not pretend that i don't try to do it but i also like almost resent the concept of it and i'm just curious what your thoughts are on it being balanced yeah are you referring a little bit to mom guilt, right? Like, is that what you're kind of referring to? Oh, well, you bit? know what? Actually, we can really, go right into yeah, that. I love your thoughts on this, so feel free to just jump into mom guilt. Yeah. Well, okay. Have you heard Lindsay Hines? You, you've listened to Lindsay Hines' podcast, right? You've listened to every episode. Just... Yeah, she's awesome. She <laughs> said, I don't know if it was on a podcast or if it was on Instagram or something, but she's like, She's like, I never understand why new moms say, oh, I never had time to have a shower today because they were just, you know, with their new baby. And she's like, just put the baby in a playpen and have a shower. Like, you matter. Your hair matters. Your armpits matter. Shave your legs. Make yourself not gross. Like, it's like, okay. And it's 10 minutes. Yeah. Totally. And I think that it is important for our kids to realize that they are not the center of the universe. They are. Kind of, but they're not. Like, yeah. We we have all these, okay, like even just bringing it around full circle about the whole postpartum anxiety thing. As moms, and I think as dads too, or maybe mostly moms, because we, if we grew them inside of our bellies, you know, then we're extremely attached to them. And so when they come out, it's like we get that panicky feeling like, I must get closer to them. I must get closer. <laughs> they're going to die without me. They're going to die without me. Right. And they're not, but it's like, that okay like you know yin and yang right like okay you know like you you marry your opposite kind of as a partner because then you have that pull like the other person is like Mm -hmm. annoyingly passive and maybe we're annoyingly like 
confrontational. Smuttery. Yeah. Yes, confrontational. Yeah. And so what you do is you end up like balancing each other out and you have like this nice happy medium. And that's the same with just having a baby. The mom is, the kid is like, as soon as kids are born, they're like, get me away from me. Like, they're just like, oh, I want to tie my, you know, like two-year-olds. I'm going to tie my own shoelaces and I'm going to do right. this. I'm going to like yeah. walk off the edge of the playground and <laughs> like, touch the stove and like, get third-degree burns. Like, right. And then we are like, no, come back to me, come back to me. Yeah. Like, there's like that tension. So balance, I think, isn't even something that we really need to... We, okay, if we get balance, I think we more have to real, we have to, we have to tug back and be like, hey, we matter and we need to have showers, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, we kind of have to be intentional about that and make sure that, I don't know, I think some, I don't know, oh, I could talk about this forever, but like, I think maybe a lot of emotional, like underlying emotional issues might kind of drive a mom to be more like and who knows what those are like all sorts of different kinds but like I need to be I need to give like sacrifice my shower time for my baby because my baby is so important and I'm the only person in the whole world that can that's suffer this much for the baby to be okay and that's what it like is that's true. yeah it's like we need it to be true because it makes us work worth something that's like no we're worth something because we're like humans not because our children need us yeah to keep them alive it's like if we were to die in a car accident and our child would be bubble fed and kept alive and they would end up okay and it would be really yeah. sad but like they would survive we're not integral to keeping them alive yeah you know? yeah well like we are well, there's a lot that we do that yeah. shapes them, but to your point, if we're not here, somebody can step in. Yeah, I sound cold, but what I'm doing is I'm pulling on the I'm pulling on the rope. Yeah, where I'm giving it a little bit of a because I am so passionate and anxious. Like I really feel like oh, I, my children are everything. What are like? Freddie got his wisdom teeth out, and Andrew was so sick of me. It's like, is Freddie okay? Is he going to be okay? Like, he's 16. He's going to be fine. Like, yeah. Do you think he's got enough to eat? Like, he looks so skinny in the last video. Do you think Jason's going to give him the right medication? And I'm texting Jason all this stuff, and he's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm saying I have to, like, pull the rope in the opposite direction in my own head, just my own sanity. Like, okay, Susie, what if? I have to go there in my head. What if I were to die in a car accident? Would Freddie you know, die from getting his wisdom teeth out? Probably right. not. Right. Will Jason feed him? Like, him? probably. Like, he's going to be okay. <laughs> right. So I know I'm coming across cold, but I'm, what I'm doing is just kind of giving that. And I think that's what it is about balance as moms is we kind of have to be like, tug the rope in the opposite direction, kind of give it some extreme, like, hey, put the kid in a playpen, let him cry for five minutes, we can wash her hair. That's a good know? visual, too, of, yeah. like, just, just practice. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. Pulling the rope. Yeah. We are totally yeah. team shower. Yeah. I mean, I think on one of our first episodes, we were like, how did you get a shower? Oh, it was our hacks episode. Oh, we were yeah. like, you have got to shower to feel like a functional human. Or whatever your priority is. I mean, if you're... if you're Showering should be a priority. I don't mean judgmental but yes well like okay so talia's point was like if you're somebody who wants to save water because you're trying to save the planet or whatever and so you don't shower fine whatever no but that's not me i'm just saying what if um baby wipes to the crotch area whatever your version of shower yeah whatever works for you yeah 
So, yeah, we're totally team shower. We do not need to offend anyone with our ode to funk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it's... But so yeah. many people are that, that martyr of, oh, well, the baby only wants me, so uh, I guess I no. just can't do anything without the baby. Yeah. I think it's more, it's more about them than the baby. I think yeah. Sometimes we just have, and that's okay, because we all have those underlying issues, so we kind of bring yeah. along with that. I mean, but, we were yeah. laughing at a picture that Kristen sent me the other day of her youngest lying on the ground in you know, just crying while she no, was No, he cooking. wasn't even crying. Oh, he was just, just lying there? Just lying there. Okay. Because he was, like, so tired. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but anyway. And she's, like, cooking dinner, and she's like, look at this, you know. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could pick you up, but I'm I mean, I busy. took a shower the other day with one kid in the shower with me screaming because he doesn't yeah. like water. And one kid outside of the shower begging to come in. Screaming because he wanted to be in the shower. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Yeah. But whatever, I got my shower and I felt my whole my whole day was much better because I felt yeah, clean. <laughs> exactly. I know, it's important. Oh, yeah, you got it. So, uh, I know you're a runner. Kristen's a runner. I'm very much not a runner. In fact, to the point of my husband and I were <laughs> laughing about a bumper sticker that I want to make, but he was like, it's too long. So Kristen has a 26.2. And then, uh-huh. I don't know, you've probably seen the 0.0 and it says no thanks. And I basically... No, oh. Great. Well, it's hysterical. I feel like it's pretty popular around yeah. here. Well, so we were in the car and we're driving behind Kristen and I said, who wants to run 26 miles or 13 or seven or five or one? Who wants to run down the block? I mean, unless you're running after the ice cream truck. <laughs> so like, that's how I feel about running. But I yeah. would, I do admire someone. I like, I love the idea of running. Like, I love the idea of being able to put on some shoes anywhere you are. And just like, go. I just, yeah. I just hate running. But... I do want to know kind of how you got into it, like how you got started with that. So I know yeah. that's a big part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Okay, so I grew up playing soccer. So I never, I never, I didn't run track or cross country or any of that stuff. I played uh, soccer for a university up here in Canada. And um, I was pretty good until they recruited some like really good players. They ended up turning <laughs> into an amazing <laughs> I just I love the honesty. (laughs) I loved it until good people came. I didn't even tell people that I played for them because they're like, "What? You play for Trinity Western?" Because they're like the the number one in the country or something like that. Yeah, before they were good. I I played for them like ten years before they were number one in the country. So it's not good. Yeah, so I started recruiting other people, and I got kind of benched once in a while. I was like, I don't like this. I'm a youngest child in my family, but I'm also, like, a little bit of an oldest because my next, like, my sisters are 10 and 8 years older than me. Okay. So I'm, like, a youngest and an only, which is yeah. pretty much the most self-absorbed. My husband is also a youngest slash only child. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry, youngest slash only. I think I said oldest, but, yeah, youngest slash only. So I didn't like not getting attention, and so I remember being on the sideline, and my coach, Pat, who's awesome, he mm. just, like... I just, I just remember deciding. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go run a marathon. So I didn't even know what they were. I didn't know anything. Um, I asked one of my professors, "How do I train for a marathon?" And he's like, "Hmm. Uh, I think you just kind of run maybe like 10k on the weekend, and then the next weekend you run 12k, and you just kind of go like every couple, like two kilometers up until you hit 42 kilometers and then you run the marathon the next week. So I ran a marathon. No big. Before I ran the marathon. (laughs) 
Oh That's my funny. gosh. All right. I played a soccer game the day before I ran a marathon. So. Well, because, you know, who wouldn't? Yeah. And you survived. I played a soccer game. That was my last game I ever played. And then I ran the marathon. Then the you ran day. the marathon. And you were like, marathon big middle high. finger. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. And then I didn't run another marathon for 10 years because it was so traumatizing. Did you run? But did you run during that time? Like you were still into I running, ran. just not. Yeah. You were like, no thanks on the marathon. Yeah, no. But I now it's your it favorite distance, so right? It is my favorite distance. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love the long distance. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um. So how you know? I mean, so listen. I religiously follow you on Instagram, so I pretty much can answer this question. But why don't you answer for others? Sure. <laughs> how you manage to exercise in this case, run, but you know as a mom with five kids and like just a lot. Cause obviously if you're running 26 miles, it's not like you're going out to the garage for 20 minutes and getting to work out and being like, okay, I'm good. Like yeah. you're gone for like yeah. a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I average probably about 70 miles a week. It's probably my average. Yeah. So that I would consider that like kind of higher mileage. Yeah. Yeah. A higher mileage. It is, yeah. Um, I just make it a priority. I don't watch any TV, like zero. Like, like not even on the treadmill. No. That's usually no, like when TV. I like justify it by being like, well, this is where I'll watch TV. But, so I don't think there's anything wrong with watching TV. I just don't. Like I don't, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. Do you run on the treadmill or do you run outside? Mm-hmm. Out, okay. On the treadmill. I would rather run outside. The reason why I have a treadmill is just to kind of supplement my running so that when I, when I, it's like, it's hard to get outside at this time when the, you do have so weather. Kids, yeah. So. You are in yeah. Canada where there's weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so then um, I do both. And then, uh, yeah, I just make time. Like I just, I don't get up early in the morning like most people. And it's, yeah. You know, they get up at like 4.30 in the morning around. I just don't. I think I would just not be a runner if I had to do that. If, for me personally, it wouldn't even matter. My son is up by 5.30. So, like. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. No, so, no. My I'm oldest not. was like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's rough that's rough i don't like getting up at 5 30 with a kid is one thing but getting up and like running at 5 30 mm. i just can't no no not no. for you i i love doing it like when my kids are sleeping through the night i will yeah. do it but then like other but in those early years like that first year you couldn't pay me no thanks no i'm no, just no. running it's when i can rough. yeah 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 so I wanted to switch gears a little bit on you, although sure. it kind of still fits into this. But so I remember um, Jesse had um, pertussis. Is that how mm-hmm. you pronounce it? Yeah. Hoop and cough, pertussis. Yeah. So I, I would love to be walked through kind of like dealing with that with anxiety, like how you yeah. survived that essentially, like mentally. And then I'm just going to give you my two questions now. Um, and then also one of your sons, you said has Tourette's, but I feel like you have a very refreshing view on it. Not that I know a ton of people with it, but I've talked to you before about it and I just thought it was very refreshing having a conversation with you about it. So just, I was just wondering kind of your, um, take your, on yeah, like your messages about those or just, you know, whatever you wanted to talk about on those subjects. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it in order because Jake's the oldest. So I'll do him first. He has Tourette's. Um, I didn't know what, like, I thought Tourette's is, like, what you see in the movies, where they're, they're like, you know, like, drop, like, F-bombs and yell, like, yeah. I don't know, right, it was quite dramatic, but, um, well, I've realized that Tourette's is, all it is, is a tick with, a uh, sound, like, a vocal 
something to it. Okay. So mm-hmm. it could just be like if someone sniffs all the time, like like just as like a as a tick. Yeah. That's Tourette's. If you if you have a um, a sound that comes through your tick, that's Tourette's. It, so is so, there like a spectrum yeah. of it? Mm, I don't. They don't really talk about spectrum. They okay. Just say like, I think I think if you have a tick, then um, there's a difference between like a nervous tick and a conscious tick. Okay. So, okay, here's a conscious tick. Whenever I'm uncomfortable, I'll, like, take my ponytail out and, like, pull it around my neck. Or I'll, some people, like, adjust their shirts or pull their, like, that's, like, a tick. Yeah. Or they'll, like, like, like do stuff. But you can tell when it's a nervous tick when um, it looks like the nervous system is taking over. So yeah. maybe, like, something will twitch or their eye will twitch or they'll, their lip or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when Jake was little, he would do stuff with his mouth or his eyes like he'd do like do this thing with his eyes or like a mouth he'd stretch his mouth open or like push his chin out or um so now he pushes his chin I'm doing it and only you guys can see me (laughs) who's listening but they're like does this but um yeah Hmm. sometimes they'll have like a vocal thing to it and that's hard I think when you're older it's no big deal but as you're like a preteen and a teen and you have like vocal tics and those not the coolest thing in the world but right, yeah. um he struggled with a lot of stuff you know it's like i think probably a lot of my dna that kid he looks like me he's got a lot of anxiety and some obsessive stuff and just like he's a very intelligent and a deep thinker and i think that's probably gets him into a lot of like stress you know yeah mm-hmm. so um but he's doing really well right now he's 18 um so kind of come out of, of the, the high school and, and getting into university and high school's hard, you know? Yeah. So yeah. He's doing well now. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Yeah. So Jesse had pertussis. Um, we were around some people who don't vaccinate their kids and they happen to be family members. That was a bit difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, I think I got it and Callum got it as well, but, um, in, up in Canada, we don't get pushed to vaccinate uh, booster shots. Uh, okay, okay. Down there, you guys get them when you're pregnant, but we don't get them unless we ask for them and pay for them. Okay. So mm. I didn't get a booster. My last vaccination for pertussis was probably when I was in grade nine or whatever it was. So, and I'm 40 now. So I got it and then Jesse got it. Um, and he was, he was only like four months old. So it was really scary. I always deal with anxiety, but since my counseling just helps me um, kind of like slow my thoughts down. So like yeah. anxiety will tell me really crazy stuff. Like it'll say, um, like say when Jesse had pertussis, okay, he's coughing right now and he's turning blue and he's going to die in your arms. And um, I would be able to kind of self-regulate and say, wait a second, like the ER doctor, we were just there, the ER doctor said that it's okay if his lips turn blue, um, he can hold his breath for like up to 90 seconds and he'll be okay, and um, you know, like I could self-regulate, mm-hmm. but this time I just couldn't, so like it was it was really exhausting for me to be like, okay, no, he's going to be okay, and then my thoughts would just come back, no, he's not, no, he's not. No, yeah, not. yeah. And so... Um, when it got so exhausting to the point where I wasn't sleeping at night and like just not be able to take care of my other kids because I'm constantly like just kind of obsessing over these thoughts that would come in my head that are that were just just totally anxiety just messing with my head. Yeah. Um, 
I realized I just need a little bit of help. So I went to the counselor and that helped a little bit. I would kind of use the tools on my tool belt, like go to a counselor, call up a friend. Um, you know, Andrew was a big help, just like physical touch sometimes helps. So I'll get him to like spoon me or just kind of, you kind of have to ride through the waves of like, like the, your heart pounding and sweating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that's happening every night and you're going to the count, I'm going to the counselors all the time. It's like maybe just some medication would help. So yeah, I started taking some uh, Zoloft, which is just like the most basic, simplest SSRI yeah. out there. It's good for pregnant women and breastfeeding women and stuff. Totally helps. It did. Anxiety, but it just took the edge off. Yeah, and just kind of gave me like just a little bit of. Just help. It took the edge off. So yeah. I still feel like myself. I still kind of like struggle with it. And like in the early years after Jake, I was on something called Paxil and it was such a heavy mm. weight. It, it was so um, mind numbing that I just like, I felt kind of felt nothing. It was a good relief for me because it had been, I don't know, like 22 years of anxiety. So I yeah. needed a break just like, ah, uh, you know, <laughs> right. So I needed it. I needed it. And it was good. But, um, but I kind of want, now I'm at the point where I'm a bit more mature and I'm older and I don't mind wrestling with it a little bit. Like I yeah. like to feel things. So yeah. yeah. So this is good. It like, takes the edge off. It helps me cope, helps me sleep at night, but I can still kind of wrestle yeah. with it. And like, you know, so yeah, medication is good. I'm really thankful for it. I'm not yeah. going to be on it forever, but, and if I am, then that's fine too, but. Yeah. Well, and you have, a, like you said, you have a toolbox, you know, you have a lot totally. of coping mechanisms that have helped. So, so what has been like the, just the most shocking part of, of parenthood, good or bad? Just like you were like, I really wasn't expecting this. How much I love them and how much love hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't count how many times I've said that to Jason and then to Andrew too. Like, did we, would we have done this if we knew how much we would love them? Like, or how many times I've said, I loving so much like love hurts so much it is a, so, a little overwhelming yeah definitely can is. be yeah because you just your whole like it, yeah it's so hard and it's so hard to let go and not that we let go of them when they're two right but each year each milestone that goes by and let go a little bit more and that's hard because you're like they're you're letting them out it's like it's scary yeah so yeah I feel like I always want my kids to have like obstacles to overcome because I want, because I think that overcoming obstacles will, can make you kind of a stronger and more well-rounded person. But then like in the same breath, I'm like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to experience that on the same token. Like I don't like, it like makes me like hurt thinking about yeah. you know a kid saying something mean to you like I want to punch that kid in the face <laughs> but on the yeah, same token uh, you need to learn how to deal with mean people I know that's the hard part yeah yeah I know it's awful I know watching your kids suffer is probably the worst thing that's out there yeah it's awful. 100% yeah so yeah well, I think, I mean, if you guys are up for it, I'm ready for some of the um, end of the podcast questions that we usually do. Yeah. Okay, so we usually have two. What has been the most uh, hilarious thing one of your kids has done in the past, you know, couple weeks or so? Okay, hilarious? Oh, that's hilarious. 
the thing that we have to deal with tonight, so I told you we're out on date night, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jason, so he's my ex-husband. He's my oldest three's dad. And he texts me. He's like, Katie's ice skating right now. So Katie is my 13-year-old, our 13-year-old. And she was, um, yeah, she's ice skating. He's like, I found a coloring book. <laughs> it has the most atrocious like pictures and words in it so the backstory (laughs) my dear friend heather she's on instagram heather runs fast she's like everybody's favorite person on instagram she's the sweetest most loving like kind you know everyone loves heather like everybody and we were supposed to meet up in phoenix for the marathon in february except it was like I coughed so hard that I put ribs out and I dislodged my pelvis and so I couldn't run the marathon but we had bought flight plane tickets and everything but then the flights got cancelled it was like a comedy of errors but anyways we didn't make it there she picked up my race package for me I never met her but she put this coloring book in there and it's got like really bad language in it like I'm pretty cross it's got like the C word in it yeah oh my gosh or something. Okay. Or word or <laughs> I love it. Anyways, a bit like I don't know. So then, um, anyway, so Katie found it. I don't know a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and she's like, "Can I have this coloring book?" I'm like Katie, no, it's so rude. I don't want you to have that. No, 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 no. She's like, "Oh, please." I'm like, "No." She's like, "Please," and she was texting me. I'm like, "Oh, fine. Just don't don't let Dad know they have it." Yeah. <laughs> no. And it's like different. He's a guy. Coloring book with like those words in it. I'm raising a creek. <laughs> anyway, so I got a phone or I got a text while Andrew and I are on our date night. He's like, um, I just found the coloring book and Katie's back. Oh, you're like tell me Shoot. more i've never heard like, i've of never this. heard of this book before <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, this is my fault isn't it like how am i gonna get out of this <laughs> so i called katie and my like, dad just found the coloring book in your backpack and she's like oh no i'm in so much trouble he's gonna take my phone away and everything and i was like well i don't really remember saying you could have it so i was like oh <laughs> anyway and then i freddie's like he just loves Freddie's quiet and just like like sitting back and watching the drama and laughing. So <laughs> I said, Dad's about to call me and put me on speakerphone with Katie. So you're gonna enjoy this conversation. <laughs> That'd be really sweet. That's excellent. Anyway. So what's yeah. been the most? This is that was that was very funny by the way. What's been the most ridiculous thing that one of your kids has done, and it could be good or bad, in the past couple weeks? around kids that are older than him that say maybe more bad words than he's used to. Yeah. Sometimes he'll say them and then I'll say, Callum, if you're going to say stuff like that, like he'll be kind of rude, like, you know, like poop, um, like all that stuff. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you a little more extreme. Um, I'll <laughs> say, it's bathroom talk. So you should go to the bathroom if you want to talk like that. So he goes into the bathroom. The bathroom down here on the main floor in our kitchen is like right beside us. Here. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So we're all sitting around the dinner table, and he goes in there and shuts the door. He's just like, poop, bum, vagina, fuck, shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's four. I'm like, um, okay. I can't really get mad at him, because if he wanted to say that stuff, he has to go to the bathroom. He did. We're all like, like, trying not to laugh, Yeah. if we laugh, then he just gets more. 
does it more. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny. He was being a good listener. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was listening to the rules. He's being a good listener. So true, yeah. I do have one more question for you because I just feel like you do have several kids. Um, Did you feel like there's a difference for you raising boys versus girls? Because you really only have one girl. Only one girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Katie is awesome. She's not like, uh, the thing is, I don't know what it would be like to like raise a girly girl. Actually, when she was little, she likes, she likes like pink and stuff like that. But now she like, she's wears like all black. She like sulks around and she's like a 13 year old girl. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And she's got big hair like me. So it's, so she doesn't like play with her hair. It's like when you have huge hair like I do, like you can't really do anything with it. It's just like it's huge. Like, yeah. Right? You, can't like, you can't braid it. It would take like three hours. So you you can rock it. an awesome mom bun though. <laughs> yeah. As you are right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at it. It's like hanging to the side. Me and those shows, she just kind of, um, she's awesome. And she's feisty and spirited. Um, so. I have to say, just to be totally honest, I think boy, like everyone says, oh, girls are so much easier to raise when they're little. Katie was not easier. <laughs> She's not easier. Uh-oh. I love her that way, though. But yeah. Are you having a girl? Oh, yeah. Number you know? three is a girl. Mm-hmm. That's like Katie. Yeah, so yeah. boys and a girl. So great. Yes. Yeah, so your daughter will, like, when you have older brothers, I think you just kind of have to be a little tougher and you can't. I totally I, like, agree. Yeah, yeah, like Katie was kind of really girl because she's like she's special because the boys are like, ew, boys are gross, and you know, they like this, and I'm like this, I'm a princess. And yeah. <laughs> but she's like a princess with like an edge, you know? Yeah. So I think, she yeah. rolls with the boys. Yeah. Yeah. But she was definitely not easier. Freddie was the easiest, I think, because maybe middle child is just a little bit more. That makes you know, sense. Peace, peacemaker. Yeah. And chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Did you have any, like, um, fears going into raising a girl? Like, I'm just, like, a total disaster about it, and so I'm just trying to get people on my level. I'm just trying to bring you all down. Because you're not a girly girl, and so you're freaking Correct. Well, not even that. It's It's more like, because I grew up as a girl, I know what it's like. Like, I can emotionally relate, and I think it was hard. Like, I think growing up as a girl... Yeah. I thought it was really hard. Yeah. And so I'm Especially just... social media and stuff now. I'm yeah. Not, right. That added... I'd be in jail, actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always just like... Whereas with the boys, like, I can't emotionally relate. You know, I'm sure it's hard yeah. to be a boy, too, but I can't relate to that, so I don't... It doesn't bother no. me as much. Yeah. That's just me overthinking things. So I'm just like... I'm just like... I'm going to find somebody... And who, get them on my page. Who is on the same page as you. Whereas, yeah. like, when I found out I was having a girl, I was just... Yee! I feel like she had the reaction most people have. I was over the moon. I was so excited. I'm like, you're about to be my best friend. Like, my mom and I were best friends. Right. Aw, that's nice. And we are. Yeah, except no, she likes Todd more than me. So true. she likes my husband more than me. But it's okay. Oh, that's cute. She's only three. I have time. I have time to win her Aww. over. What's her name? Sky. But you... Um, have you experienced I, things with Katie, though, that you're like, oh, but I would only experience this having a daughter. Like, this is something that only my daughter would be able to provide for me. We're getting, we're getting there a little bit. Um, okay, so for her 13th birthday, um, I'm 
Potter tickets to see Beyonce and Jay-Z. Jay-Z yeah. Beyonce. That's awesome. Nice. So we went there, and at the end of it, like, I had my arm around her, and we were swaying, like, yeah. back and forth, and then, like, I was just sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, taking selfies of, like, duck lifts and stuff, but, like, like, that's girl stuff, you know? And so, like, yeah. this, is, this is such a good life. So I, love, I love that, and I'm not a girly girl at all. My mom is so, uh, like, over-the-top girly girl. Oh, gosh. Like, extreme. So, yeah. I'm trying to say this in the most polite way that yeah. I possibly can. So, I hope you can read the lines. But, um... I mean, I'm just I, picturing, like, I'm just picturing big poofy dresses with the bows yes, on the back and the so, big yeah, bows in the hair. Oh, oh, please send us a picture. Okay. <laughs> so, I, and they were hand-me-down bonnets from my sister. Even well, better. Yeah, I mean, you're the youngest yeah. slash only, so. Yeah. So I went opposite as soon as I could. Like, I cut all my hair off and then, like, just wore, like, I went to Valley Village. I, I don't know if you guys have that down there. It's, like, second-hand store, and I got, like, old man cords and cut them <laughs> off. And, like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, like, eating bra, you know? <laughs> I'm going to be gross. Mm. So, and then I played soccer. Like, I was a jock, you know. Like, yeah. I didn't want to, yeah. So, when I, if I wasn't scared when I had a girl, I was excited. So, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to turn her into me. Yeah. Katie, Katie is, like, not me. And that's probably a good thing. She that's what Talia keeps telling me. She's like, it's going to be your yeah. daughter. So Yeah, you're going to raise her as, you know, you want to raise her. And she's yeah. going to be a product of you. And... Yeah. Yeah. Do similarities. Yeah. I like it. No, Katie's amazing. Your daughter will be amazing, too. When I was, just, they have their own personalities. Yeah. I always say that, you know, it is it is hard to be a girl. It's hard to be a woman. But at the same time, we need strong women to raise strong girls to kick ass in society. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's sure. yeah. what I always think. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't let your... Embrace. Pull that rope, you know. Pull the fear. Yeah. This has been very entertaining. Oh, we could have a whole episode about to that. To be continued. Yeah, sounds good to me. Alright. <laughs> sounds good. Thank you, Thanks, Susie. Guys. Thank we you. We will talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Bye. Bye. Bye.